TED Audio Collective. This TED Talk features entrepreneur Che Huang, recorded live at TED at BCG 2018. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What I'm really here to do today is talk to you about micromanagement and what I learned about micromanagement by being a micromanager over the last few years of my life. But first off, what is micromanagement? How do we, how do we really define it? Well, I posit that it's actually taking great, wonderful, imaginative people like all of you, bringing them in into an organization, and then crushing their souls by telling them what <laughs> font size to use, you know? And so in the history of mankind, has anyone ever said this, John? We were never going to close that deal with Times New Roman. But because you insisted on Helvetica, bam, <laughs> dotted line, millions of dollars start to flow. That was the missing piece. No one's ever said that, right? There's actually physical manifestations that we probably see in ourselves by being micromanaged. Think about some of the most tired you've ever been in your life, right? It probably wasn't when you stayed the latest at work, or it wasn't when you came home from a road trip. It was probably when you had someone looking over your shoulder, watching your each and every move. Kind of like my mother-in-law when she's over, right? So, she, you know, I'm like, I got this, you know? And so there's actually data to support this. So there was a recent study in the UK. They took 100 hospital employees, put an activity tracker on them, and then let them go about their next 12-hour shift all alone, just a regular 12-hour shift. At the end of the shift, they asked them, do you feel fatigued? And what they found was actually really interesting. So it wasn't necessarily the people who moved the most that felt the most fatigued, but it was the folks that didn't have control over their jobs. So if we know that micromanagement isn't really effective, why do we do it? So is it that the definition is wrong? So I posited that, you know, Micromanagement is just bringing in great, wonderful, imaginative people and then crushing their souls. So is it that we actually want to hire, deep down inside of us, dull and unimaginative people? I don't know. It's one of those questions you probably don't even need to ask, right? It's like, do you want to get your luggage stolen at the airport? It's like, probably not, but I've never been asked, right? So has anyone ever asked you as a manager, like, do you want to hire dull and unimaginative people? So I don't know, this is TED, we better back it up with data. So we actually asked hundreds of people around the country, hundreds of managers across the country, do you want to hire dull and unimaginative people? It's like, all right, it's an interesting question. Well, interesting results as well. So 94% said no, we don't want to hire dull and unimaginative people, right? 6% probably didn't understand the question, but... <laughs> 
hearts, <laughs> but bless their hearts, maybe they do just want to hire dull and unimagined people. But 94% said they did not. And so why do we do this still then? Well, I posit that it's something really, really simple that all of us deep down inside know and have actually felt. So when we get hired into an organization, it could be a club, it could be a, a law firm, it could be a, a school organization, it could be anything. No one ever jumps to the top of the totem pole, right? You start at the very bottom. Doing what? Doing work. You actually do the work, right? And if you're really good at doing the work, what do you get rewarded with? More work, right? And so you do, yeah, that's right. You know, you guys are all great micromanagers. Uh, so <laughs> you do more work, and then pretty soon, if you're really good at it, you do a little bit of work still, but actually you start to manage people doing the work. And if you're really good at that, what happens after that? You start managing the people who manage the people doing the work. And it's at that point in time you start to lose control over the output of your job. I've actually witnessed this firsthand. So I started a company called Box in Our Garage, and this was it. I know it doesn't seem like much, you know, but, uh, but it was, you know, it was pressure washing in the back. This is living the dream. And, you know, my wife was really proud of me when we started this, or it's what she said, you know, she was really proud of me. And so she would give me a hug, and I'm pretty sure, like, she had her phone up, and she was thinking, oh, is John from Harvard still single? You know, it's kind of like a lemonade stand gone wrong in the beginning. But we actually went up and, you know, said mobile commerce is going to be big. And actually, consumer packaged goods were going to change over time. So let's take these big, bulky packs that you don't want to lug home. So not the two-pack of Oreo cookies, but the 24-pack. And not the 24-pack of toilet paper, but the 48-pack. And let's ship it to you, much like a warehouse club would do, except they wouldn't ship it to you. And so that's what we basically did. And so we had a really slow printer, and what we did was actually say, okay, this printer's taking forever, man. Like, okay, let's scribble something that would delight the customer on the back of these invoices. So we'd say, hey, you know, keep smiling, you know, hey, you know, like, you're awesome, or hey, enjoy the Doritos, or, you know, we love Gatorade too, stuff like that. And so uh, it started breaking up the monotony uh, of, of the job as well, because I was picking and packing all the boxes, and that's all you basically do for eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day when you're sitting in the garage. Uh, and so an interesting thing happened. So we actually started to grow. Um, and so, you know, over the last, actually just even 36 months after that, we ended up selling hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff. And we actually grew really, really quickly. But during that time, my role started to change too. So uh, yes, I was a CEO in the garage. I was picking and packing, doing all the work. But then I actually graduated to actually, you know, managing the people who picked and packed. And then pretty soon, I managed the people who managed the people picking and packing. And even now, I manage the C staff who manage the departments, who manage the people who manage the people picking and packing. And it was at that point in time, I lost control. So I thought, okay, we were delighting all these customers uh, with these notes, right? They loved them. But I can't write these notes anymore. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell these folks how to write these notes. And so what pen to use, what color to use, what you should write, what font you should use, don't mess up the margins, you know, this has to be this big, this has to be that big. And pretty soon, this goal of raising morale uh, by breaking up the monotony in the fulfillment center actually became micromanagement. And people started complaining to HR. It's like, dude, the CEO guy, he's got to get out of my hair, okay? I know how to write a damn note, okay? Um, so it was at that point in time, uh, we said, okay, you know, uh, we hired these great, wonderful people, uh, let's give them the mission that's to delight the customer. Let's give them the tool to do so, and that's these notes. Have at it. 
And so what we found was actually pretty startling. So some folks actually took the notes and actually started drawing these really ornate, uh, like mini murals on them. Uh, you know, when folks ordered diapers, you'd get really fun notes like this. You know, say hi to the baby for us. And you know, the next size up. You know, if you bought a bigger size, they'd write, you know, um, growing up so fast. And so people really, really took to it.、Um, but it was at that time that it also went off the rails a few times. And so we had someone just writing THX, THX all the time, and it's like, all right, dude, you know, like my boss used to write that to me, and so let's not write THX anymore.、Um, but you also had interesting things on the other side. People got a little too creative, and so, like I said before, we sell everything in bulk, right? The big packs of diapers, big packs of toilet paper, the big packs of Doritos and Oreo cookies.、Um, we also sell the big packs of contraception, and so, yeah, ooh, this is gonna, this is getting a little hairy.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we sell the 40 pack of condoms, right? We're all adults in this room, you know. 40 pack of condoms, and so someone ordered four 40 packs of condoms, <laughs> and that's all they wrote, or all they all they ordered. So 160 condoms. The packer was like, well, "I know how to delight the customer, you know. <laughs> like this, you know, like this guy. This is, you know, this is what they wrote." <laughs> so. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, we didn't know to fire him or to promote him, but he's still there. So everyone loves an optimist, but here, here is where it went a little bit off the rails, and I felt a little bit、uh, conflicted in all this. And this, oh, there's a really bad typo. So if there was only a red TED on stage, I counted on being here. It wouldn't be a typo, right?、Uh, so.、Oh. I promised you I had a really bad sense of humor, and now I'm gonna find that. So I told you, but I really was conflicted, right? At this point in time, we started doing things that actually weren't part of our core mission, and people started failing at it. And so I thought, man, should we let them fail? Should we continue to let them do this? I don't know. I I I, I didn't know at that moment, but I thought this: Is failure really that bad? I mean, I'm not saying we should celebrate failure. There's a lot of talk in Silicon Valley that says let's celebrate failure. No, I, I don't know if we go all the way there because, like, you know, in our board meetings, like, our board members are never like, "Hey, Che, you failed last quarter. Keep doing that, buddy." Okay, you know, like, no one's ever said that. If you're part of an organization like that, give me a call. I want to sit in on that meeting. And so, in private, I don't think many people celebrate failure. But actually, failure, I posit, is actually pretty necessary for the folks truly in the long term, for the smart and imaginative people truly trying to fulfill the mission that you give them at hand. And so, failure can actually be seen as a milestone along that mission towards success. And if so, the downside of not micromanaging is potentially this perceived notion that you might fail more often. And if it's really not that bad, what is the upside? Well, we saw the upside, and it's pretty great. So we tasked our engineers and said, "Hey, you know, our some of our fulfillment centers cost millions of dollars to build. There's miles and miles of conveyor, and so can you do the same thing? Can you make them efficient without spending millions of dollars?" So they got to work. They actually did this. You know, it's not Photoshop. The guy's like really grinding. It's like they built an autonomous guided vehicle. We didn't tell them what to build, what format it needed to be. In 90 days, they produced the first prototype. Powered off Tesla batteries, stereoscopic cameras, lidar systems. It basically replicates the efficiency of a conveyor belt without the actual capex of a conveyor belt. 
So it doesn't actually just stop with engineers. Our marketing team department, we told them, hey, you know, uh, get the word out, do the right thing. So we have this wonderful lady by the name of Natasha on the marketing team. She stopped me in the morning. She's like, Che, what are we doing about the pink tax? I went and got my coffee and I, said, I sat down and I said, okay, Natasha, what is this pink tax? And so she told me it's really interesting. So some of you might know that actually in 32 states across America, we actually charge a luxury good tax on women's products like feminine care products. So tampons and pads are taxed like luxury good items. So I would never dare call my wife, or if she called me and said, hey, hon, bring some pads on the way home. And I said, babe, you know, there's a trade war going on. The economy's not that good. So, you know, no luxury goods this month. But next month, I promise, you know, I'll take a look at it. You know, I've been single pretty quickly, right? Um, but what's, what's super interesting is now, We didn't tell them what to do, but now, working with finance, they rebate the tax back to customers all around the country that we unfairly have to collect. And so at this point in time, you might be thinking, okay, what is the real, real upside of not micromanaging? And it's this. I didn't do any of these projects. I didn't make the AGV. I didn't do the Rethink Pink Tax campaign. I didn't do any of this. But I'm standing here on a TED stage taking all the credit for it. Uh, Yeah, you know... Like, this guy does nothing. He takes all the credit for it. He's a real CEO, this guy. He's really got it down, you know? (laughs) But the reality is this. I don't have the CEO thing down 100%, Pat, but I've actually learned the most fundamentally challenging lesson I've ever had to learn, and that's this. There is only one solution to micromanagement, and that's the trust. Thank you. For more TED Talks, go to TED.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TED Talks. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TED Talks. Odoo, modern management made simple.